It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. For the first time in 2017, we're talking Reds baseball with our Reds reporter, Mark Sheldon. And, Mark, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, good timing uh, with the Reds giving us some some actual news to discuss on the, the podcast today, which we're doing here on Wednesday, the 4th of the new year. And, uh, Mark, the Reds signing uh, Drew Storen on Tuesday at uh, – one time a very effective closer for the Nationals, but he did struggle with the Blue Jays last season, but kind of seemed to uh, rediscover his way when he was traded to the Mariners. Uh, 18 appearances, I believe, in the ERA in the uh, low three, so he definitely got back to, to the pitcher that we're used to him being. What kind of a role do you see for him in this uh, Reds bullpen for 2017? Well, it remains to be seen. Um uh... He obviously has the closer experience, but they're not necessarily looking for a specific closer. They have Iglesias, they have Lorenz, and they have Singrani. Brian Price has been talking about being innovative with his bullpen and maybe having guys go multiple innings and and using less appearances but getting more out of them. So you might see a different closer on a different day depending on how much they're used. Obviously, he could close. It's all going to be determined at spring training. Uh, The price tag at one year and $3 million-plus incentives makes this a low-risk move, uh, and if it doesn't work out, it won't be a huge uh, glut on the payroll. It's still a lot of money, but uh, if he ends up closing and is effective, it's a, it's a, it's a steal, and it, or if he sets up and he's effective, it's a steal. So uh, they'll see what happens. He's got the track record of, of keeping his walks down and keeping the home runs down, which were two major problems for the bullpen last season, and then they hope that he can find it again. He wasn't very successful setting up in either Washington or Toronto, but if he ends up setting up in Cincinnati, maybe he'll be a little bit better. Yeah, I know that uh, he was really going strong in Washington uh, before the team acquired Jonathan Papelbon, and then Storen got bumped to the setup role, and he did not take to that very well. He gets shipped out of Washington, ends up in Toronto. That was a disaster, but as we said, uh, with Seattle in the latter half of 2016, he really got back to the pitcher he was. I know, though, that you also wrote that uh, something somewhat concerning regarding Drew Storen is that his fastball velocity has been somewhat down over the last uh, season or two. He's never been a flamethrower, but uh, there has been a significant change. So in light of that, what makes the Reds convinced that despite the fastball velocity decrease that he could still be effective for the Reds here? Well, they, he used to throw 94 to 96 in his, his salad days when he was you know, saving 43 games for Washington. Now, in the last season, it was 91 to 93. Those fastballs also got hit a lot. Uh, you know, opponents had a 337 average and 568 slugging percentage when he threw either four seamers or sinkers uh, last season. Uh, but what they, they kind of see is they looked at the numbers and they feel like his stuff still plays pretty well. He's got a three-pitch mix. They felt like he still could be effective. Uh, you know, Karin DeStorin, you know, he worked a lot last season in low leverage situations and, and maybe freely admitted it, it, it's harder to get the 
get the gasoline going a little bit when it's not a key situation. You know, you get a little, you know, relievers rely on not just the, the crowd and, and they also rely on the atmosphere and the, and the adrenaline of, of high leverage. So they're hoping maybe more high leverage situations means higher velocity and he can get his pitches going uh, a little bit. Uh, he worked out the last couple of years with uh, Reds catcher Tucker Barnhart, the two are high school teammates uh, way back when in uh, Brownsburg, Indiana and Tucker's been catching with them the last couple of years and had some good things to say about him as well. And, and maybe that familiarity could help. And Doran talked to Barnhart about the opportunity that was uh, available with the Reds. And it just seems like right now it's a fit for both sides. Now, Mark, let's play a game of uh, what if here. Let's say that, uh, let's say that Storin gets some closing opportunities and he takes the bull by the horns and he really becomes a lights out presence in the back end of that bullpen. Is there any consideration at all, let's say again, that Storin is a lights-out guy in the ninth inning, that they would look at Lorenzen or Iglesias or Singrani and say, you know what, we can afford to make one of these guys a starter once again, or is that not something they'd really entertain at this point? I don't think they would entertain that with Singrani or Iglesias, mostly for health reasons. Uh, both of them proved not to be very durable in, in starting situations. Iglesias has that shoulder issue, which – really affected him uh, when they tried to use him as a starter. But I think Lorenzen is a guy who could end up starting again. I don't know if it would be next season or this coming season. Uh, he definitely wants to start. He's, he's being uh, a good soldier. He, he, he told the team he would do whatever they asked him to do, and, and he's told me that as well. So if it means going to the bullpen, that's fine. But he does prefer to start, and I'm sure he would welcome the opportunity if that came up. But they also do have a, a fleet of young starters that are that are starting to come in, whether it be Robert Stevenson, Cody Reed, Amir Garrett, or others. You know, they'll have to entertain that. I guess it all depends on what happens with those guys and with the other four starters they already have uh, penciled in. So we'll see what happens, but uh, I wouldn't rule anything out. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of options here for Brian Price to play with, especially if Storen can get in there and and do what he's done in the past. It it uh, you know it would be entertaining to see what Brian Price uh, would do in such a situation, but uh, time will tell. We'll let that sort itself out here as 2017 wears on. And Marco, where, uh, if anywhere, could the Reds go from here now that Storin is in the mix? uh, What else could they do in that bullpen to kind of fortify it? Dick Williams hasn't uh, ruled out making other uh, bullpen additions. He said he would keep looking around and they weren't, you know, done. They would stay busy. There's still some time left in the offseason. Uh, they may not make any more major league contract signings. They could be minor league deals and, and extended uh, spring training invites. Uh, the bullpen, you know, one new reliever does not a bullpen fix necessarily, so they may have to keep the uh, the eye out for what they would call bargains, guys that you know, maybe reclamation projects kind of like Storin or a guy coming off an injury. Um, there's also needs to, to supplement the catching depth. They have a Rule 5 pick behind uh, Mezzarocco and Tucker Barnhart, but – I think they wouldn't mind having a veteran catcher with some experience that could uh, be there in case Mezzarocco shows that he's not ready yet. Uh, they also could use a starting pitcher to join those young guys I previously mentioned and add some competition to the to the rotation for that last spot. Uh, they also need some bench help, so I wouldn't be shocked if they you know, beat the bushes a little bit to find some low-cost uh, hitters, hitter or hitters that could help on the bench, maybe an outfielder. Yeah, still a lot of work to do to prepare for uh, 2017, no question. Mark, uh, shifting gears a little bit, uh, Joey Votto announced recently that uh, he is not going to play for Team Canada in the upcoming World Baseball Classic, which uh, kicks off in March. Now, he had done so for his native country in both 2009 and 2013. So why do you think uh, the decision by him to forego the event this time, unlike the previous two occasions? I wasn't too surprised that he did it. He kind of 
hinted that he was going to be spending a lot of his offseason getting better on both sides of his game. He, he in the past, had, had done a lot of work to get himself ready physically, but he felt maybe he neglected some of his baseball skills. He, he really took a, a nosedive defensively, especially. Um, obviously, his hitting was slow to get started last year. He, he didn't really get going until June 1st, and he obviously had a good year after that hitting. But I think he, he really wants to dedicate himself to coming out of the gate prepared for the Reds, you know, showing that the Reds that he's ready, he wants to be better defensively. I also think there might be some logistics stuff involved as well. I mean, I think all of Canada's games are, I believe, at least the first round are in Florida. So that would require cross-country travel from Arizona where the Reds have spring training over to Florida. That's, you know, that's asking a lot as well. And I don't believe Canada is uh, suffering from a first base shortage. I, I believe they have a couple of other first basemen. Uh, so they wouldn't necessarily miss Votto as much. Obviously, he's the, one of the best hitters in their in their nation's history, so they would love to have him, and he'll be rooting him on from a distance. But I think knowing uh, what he has to do to be better this season, I, I don't think playing the WBC was going to fit into those plans. Yeah, and I think uh, most people would agree, as uh, you wrote, you know, he hit barely over 200 on the first month or two of the season. The defense all season was a problem. He got insanely hot after the All-Star break, and hopefully he can carry that momentum into the new season without having to worry about the duties of the World Baseball Classic 2. Mark, to wrap up here, there's been some uh, moving and shaking in the front office as of late. Uh, most notably, Dick Williams has taken on the title of uh, President of Baseball Operations in addition to his uh, customary GM duties as uh, Williams inherits his new post from Walt Jockety, who was named the Executive Advisor to the Red CEO. So, Mark, in layman's terms, what does this all mean? I, I guess, you know, what in addition to the GM duties will Dick Williams be doing now that he's taken on this new role as the President of Baseball Operations? To be perfectly blunt, in layman's terms, this doesn't really change anything. Uh, <laughs> he's not going to take on any additional responsibilities. When Walt Jockety was GM, except for last year, he was also the president of baseball operations. It's a title that basically signifies that, that Dick is in charge of the entire uh, baseball operations department like he was anyway after uh, Walt stepped aside. So there really is no, uh, as far as the functioning of the of the front office goes, there's really no major change. You know, Walt's going to be advising uh, both Dick and Bob Castellini, uh, a couple of scouts that have been with the organization for a long time, Sean Pender and Terry Reynolds, move into special assistant roles, while um, longtime special assistant Jerry Walker retired. And then, of course, uh, a lot of guys were just named as vice presidents uh, that hadn't had that title before, whether it was in media relations with Rob Butcher, whether it was traveling with uh, Gary Wayhoff, whether it was the clubhouse manager Rick Stowe, um, uh, Chris Buckley, the, the senior um, scouting director of amateur scouting. So there's a lot of just different guys that have been adding the, the vice president term, um, including both the assistant GM, Sam Grossman, and Nick Kroll. I think it's just a decision they made to, to, to give some guys promotions that have been with the organization a long time and also to signify who, that, that Dick Williams is indeed in charge. I would not be shocked if in a few years down the road, maybe he gives up the GM part and just stays as president and like a lot of clubs are doing and they hire a GM to kind of take care of the things like like negotiations and contracts, dealing with the media and agents like that. I mean, Dick's done a pretty good job and so far in dealing with all that it seems like from, from my point of view, but uh, it is a big job now. It does seem to be a two-headed monster uh, in a lot of organizations, and I would not be surprised if the Reds eventually go that way too. Great stuff as always from Mark Sheldon today, and I want to point out to our listeners that uh, Mark is uh, trooping through, <laughs> if trooping's a word, 
Uh, an ailing tooth. Uh, but, Mark, we've got some, some Novocaine in there, and things are better, I, I hope. Yeah, hopefully I'm not slurring too much. Uh, you know, if you want to throw in the Mel Torme music like in that Seinfeld episode, that'd be awesome. But now I'm uh, it's almost uh, wearing off. I can almost close my eye. I can't close my eye right now because my whole face is numb. So oh, geez. Uh, we'll get there. When's that going to wear off? We're we talking uh, hours, days. What are we talking here? Hopefully more like minutes than hours. But, okay. we'll, uh, yeah, it's been an hour already, and I'm still kind of feeling it. So we'll see if I can uh, get the wear off by dinner time. I, I hope so, uh, for your sake, of course. And uh, I think I speak for everybody when I say that nobody could tell uh, that you were, uh, you know, ailing <laughs> through this <laughs> podcast. So a job well done, and uh, Mel Torme especially is uh, proud of you. Mark, uh, thanks so much for the time. We'll do it again soon. In the meantime, it's Matt Waymeyer signing off for MLB.com Extras, Cincinnati Reds. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.